Hi guys, my name is Ayush and you are listening to the Forkful Cooking Channel. This is for you college kids or even parents who are tired of restaurants and just want to cook something at home but don't know how. Today I'm going to be going over a few easy recipes that I've enjoyed cooking over the past few years. One of my all-time favorite foods to cook is pasta. A lot of people don't know this, but every country loves pasta, and every country has a different version of this food. When you think of pasta, we think Italian, right? But most people think that pasta was actually descendant from the Asian noodle, and it was actually brought to Italy from China by Marco Polo during the 13th century. Also, Spain was actually the first to bring pasta to America, and it has become so common here. Like almost every restaurant you see, right? You see pasta, pasta, pasta on the menu, because it's been such a staple in America, and you can cook it so many different ways. So one of my favorite recipes for pasta is actually chicken penne pasta. So some of the ingredients that you will need is about four to five slices of bacon, two chicken breasts, salt, pepper, two to three teaspoons of Italian seasoning, which is pretty common, so you can just find it at your local grocery store, paprika, garlic, around two to three cups of spinach, which is optional, four small tomatoes, parmesan, red pepper, one to two cups of cream, a box of penne pasta, and parsley for garnish if you want. It's completely optional. So some of the steps to make this is don't worry, this is a very easy recipe. So our first step is you need to pour olive oil into a pan and fry until crispy. I recommend using a saucepan, but you can use like anything you want really. So our first step is you pour olive oil into the pan, put the chicken in and fry it until it's crispy. Then you're going to take it out and move it to a paper towel. When it is cool, chop it into small squares. Using the same pan, you would want to add the chicken and pour all your seasonings on it to make it very flavorful because chicken breast can be very, very dry. I mean, it, takes, it tastes really bad if it's dry. You can add some garlic, spinach, and tomatoes and keep mixing until the spinach looks flavorful and juicy. Then you're going to add your cream and parmesan. Add, then add your penne and bacon and then cook until the pasta looks soft. Taste it if you want to and then enjoy so one of my tips is to cook the penne first that way you can mix it in with everything else the uh, so the other stuff won't get too overcooked this is a really easy recipe and if you're just like in school right now and you're listening to this podcast and you're like i can't do this this sounds too complicated don't worry it's not once you do the first steps you'll figure it out on the way and trust me once you eat it you will say that this is worth it because it's such a good recipe to make when you either don't have time to make anything else or you just you're just saying like i'm lazy i don't want to make anything or you just can't make it this is a super easy recipe for you to get started on and then once you become older you can Uh, make much more complicated recipes and cook stuff that's even better than this so another one of my favorite favorite recipes is upgraded ramen so you actually might be listening to this and say like what the heck is that but actually upgraded ramen is a super easy really fun recipe that you will enjoy and it's very healthy 
So what I mean by upgraded ramen is the Nissan ramen packets that are so high in sodium. So what I like to do is I kind of like tweak it to make it healthier by adding like lots and lots of veggies and uh, a broth that's not high in sodium and making some other flavors. So don't worry, you might be saying like this is too hard. Don't worry, it is not. Everything that I'm going to say in this podcast is super easy. So, ramen is kind of a descendant from Chinese wheat noodles, but ramen is actually Japanese. So, normally it is made with broth and lots of veggies, but these Nissan ramen packets that you might have had, or like cup noodles that you might have had before, they are very high in sodium. So, what I do is I add the veggies and make a different kind of broth. That way it becomes very healthy. Like, if you make it right... You can have it for dinner like almost every night if you want to because it's very healthy. Normally, it is made with bro- broth and lots of veggies. But if And if you are at the Whole Foods Market, the one at the Whole Foods Market is not the same. Ramen was actually first introduced to Japan in the 1600s by a Chinese scholar named Zhu Shinsui. So one of my favorite recipes is actually chicken miso ramen. So some of the ingredients that you will need are butter i think like one half to one cup of corn two boiled eggs with boiled eggs you want to make sure that they become really nice and soft before you actually put it in your dish two to three cups spinach again completely optional i'm just trying to make it healthier but you can do it whatever way you want if you don't want to make any broth and you just want to add some veggies they have a packet for broth that you can mix in there i mean I don't like it because it's kind of, I don't like the flavor, but totally, if you're like, I, I'll i make the veggies, but I don't want to make no broth, it's completely okay. You can just use the broth that they give you. So these Nissan ramen packets, you can buy it like anywhere, anywhere, and they're very cheap. So what you're going to do is to prepare the noodles. It says on the back, but I'm just going to teach you really quickly, is what you're going to do is you're going to put the noodles in a bucket of hot water or not bucket I should say I should say pot and then you're going to cook them and then once you once they seem like soft and kind of soft once they seem soft you're going to take it out and then if you want you can add seasoning to make the broth so you're gonna need also four cups of chicken stock for the chicken miso raw ramen recipe you might think i'm using like a lot of chicken but chicken is actually very good for you so i suggest that you use chicken so and then some garlic ginger scallions you might be like what's scallion don't worry scallion just adds more flavor to the dish if you don't want it that's okay you're gonna need two chicken breasts two tablespoons of miso paste and you might be like what is this you can find it anywhere and then two packs of cooked caps cooked ramen noodle make sure that this is cooked you do not want to eat raw ramen it tastes really bad i've tried it so chicken breasts are actually very good to use for these kind of recipes easy simple chicken thighs i mean you can use that if you want drumsticks they're actually it's actually better to put them on the grill i don't suggest using them for any of these recipes because they take time on the grill and i don't think that you'll get as much as the flavor that you will from the chicken breast so 
starting with our starting off with our steps, we are going to start with putting some butter into our pan and pour the corn. So we put butter to make sure it doesn't stick and to give the corn some flavor. I mean, if you just like cook corn, yeah, it becomes soft, but then it just becomes really bad flavor. I mean, just having like warm corn, that's pretty bad, right? You want some flavor to it. So then we're going to put the corn in the pan and cook it until it's soft. When I say put the corn in the pan, I don't mean like put the entire corn on the cob in the pan. I mean, I want you to cut the corn off on the sides of the stem. So you it kind of becomes like a corn salad. Then you're going to put it in the pan. So then we're going to take out the corn and then you can put it in the put it in a bowl if you want. And then we're going to and in the same pan we're going to take out take our spinach and cook it until it is soaked and witted. What I mean by witted is sauteed. And what I mean by sauteed is make sure it's juicy. Make sure it looks a little bit dark green. And then put some salt, pepper to it if you want. If you're not even going to use spinach, I totally understand. I mean, even I don't like spinach, but it actually gives some flavor to this. And take the spinach out. Then we're going to put chicken stock garlic and ginger and boil for about 30 to 40 minutes once that's boiled we're gonna put the spinach back in and then we're gonna put the chicken breast in and cook it so when that is done we're going to take the chicken out and cut it into very thin strips so to prepare our bowl we're going to put our noodles the cooked noodles our cooked ramen no broth make sure if you don't want if you, even if you don't want to make the broth that I've been suggesting, if you want to use the ramen broth, still don't put it yet. Going to put the noodles, then you're going to put the soup. Make sure that's very important. Then you're going to put the chicken and then the toppings such as spinach. And you can put some corn. You can put anything you want, really. And your eggs. So one tip that I have for boiling eggs is actually wait for about eight minutes. When the water starts boiling, just... Put the eggs in and wait for eight minutes because eight minutes is actually the perfect time. So the eggs become a little bit yolky. But if you want like hard, hard boiled, wait for like 10 to 12 minutes. So there you have it. Your upgraded ramen with very, very little sodium. So one of my, t another one of my tips is to, to get the taste of the actual chicken and everything else in the bowl. You need to cut the chicken into very, 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 very thin strips it almost looks shredded like imagine shredded chicken you've seen it like pulled pork kind of then if if you're a beginner cook and you don't have to make the broth if you don't want to again it comes with the packet i suggest if you're a very beginner cook i suggest that you make the the broth from the ramen packet because that's actually pretty good not to me but a lot of people say that it is and later on, when you make this recipe another time, if you're like, yeah, I like cooking, it's fun, make this recipe one more time and challenge yourself to make the broth. I mean, the broth is easy, but it can take some time too, and something can easily go wrong. So just make sure of that. So one of my other favorite, favorite recipes is chicken piccata. So you might have actually heard of this like in restaurants. The way I cook it is a little bit different because in restaurants what they do is they put panko 
in the chicken piccata and that kind of makes it fried like i don't know if you know this but fried foods are dunked in oil when i first found that out i was disgusted i was like i've eaten that before that's disgusting but then i kind of adjusted to say like okay i i'll try to limit down on some fried foods so actually, piccata is a method of preparing food, not so much as a dish itself. Piccata originated from Spain, so piccata is not like a dish. So if you go to Spain and you go to a restaurant, you're like, can I have piccata? They're going to be like, what are you talking about? Piccata is a method of preparing something, like sautéing. Sautéing is a method. Uh, boiling. Boiling is a method. Just like that, piccata is a method. So, in this method, you slice the meat, saute it, and coat it in sauce to make it very flavorful. I'm going to teach you how to make a sauce, but you can actually use a variety of sauces if you want to. So, piccata also contains a sauce that is made out of lemon juice, butter, and capers. So, I know you may think, like, okay, this is going to be a butter sauce. It's going to be really unhealthy for me. It might be. But the way I make it is actually very flavorful. I put some vegetables in it, and that kind of like subsides the the amount of sodium there is in there. And like I said, lemon juice, butter, and capers. So the ingredients that you would need is one boneless, skinless chicken breast. You know, make sure these. You would need one boneless and skinless chicken breast, salt, pepper again just for seasoning. A small bowl of flour, like kind of the bowl you eat cereal in, just a small bowl of all-purpose flour. When I read a recipe, they just say flour. I get so confused. Do you mean cake flour? Do you mean almond flour? Do you mean all-purpose flour? I don't know what you mean. But what I'm saying right now, you need all-purpose flour. Then you're going to need butter, a half a cup of chicken broth. Chicken broth actually flavors the chicken really well, so I suggest that you use that one lemon juiced and capers capers are quite common and they add lots of flavor to the dish we use capers a lot in my household and um especially in spain they use a lot of capers to and to add lots of flavor to the dish and they kind of make the chicken juicier i don't know how but like one time we made chicken piccados very dry and then we added capers and it was super juicy so i don't know what happened there so what you first want to do is cut the chicken breast in half lengthwise. What I mean by lengthwise is imagine a brick. You're going to cut a brick not in half on the top but in half on the side. Length, so lengthwise. Cut the chicken lengthwise. And then you're going to want to put some cling wrap over it. If you're like saying what's cling wrap, it's saran wrap. I just say cling wrap. I don't know why I do that. And then you're going to want to put some, so you're going to want to put some cling wrap over it. And then you're going to pound the chicken until it's very thin. So what I mean by pound is don't take a hammer and start slapping it. What you're going to do is, I, what I do is I take a small cutting board and I just kind of press it down. And it makes it nice and thin. So then you're going to cook the chicken in flour. Then dust off the excess flour. Because... When you dust off the excess flour, it doesn't become too floury. Imagine eating cooked flour. That's disgusting. If you don't cut it off, um, cut the excess off, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be like cooked flour. You won't even taste the chicken. 
after that, you're going to put the butter in a pan and cook it for about, and then cook the chicken till it is like a brown color, which will be about three to five minutes on each side of the chicken. You're going to take the chicken out and then in the same pan. All of this is in the same pan. When I say in the same pan, I mean the exact same pan. Why I do that is because all the flavor that is left over from what you cooked before, it's still there. And it makes everything more flavorful. You're, and in the same pan, you're going to put your lemon juice, chicken broth, and capers. You're going to bring that to a boil until you see the amount of broth lessen. You might be like, what does that mean? Imagine a, a cup of water. You're going to wait there, and then you see that it lessens down to three-fourths. That's what I mean. So, until the amount of broth lessens. Then you're going to put the chicken in the pan and pour the sauce over it making sure that it is drenched so it's flavorful and juicy what i mean by put the sauce over it i mean like spoon it and then enjoy so one of my tips again is to spoon the broth over the chicken they actually say in some recipes that they say not to do that for too long but what I find is that if you do, the chicken becomes amazing. I mean, you'll want to have like seconds and thirds and fourths. Because all that broth, if it gets over the chicken and it gets like in the chicken, it becomes so good. And like imagine having dry chicken in a really nice broth. I mean, that would be terrible, right? You want good chicken in a good broth. And then enjoy. So another one of my favorite recipes is brigadeiros, chocolate brigadeiros. So this is a Brazilian dish that is amazing in my opinion. If you have a sweet tooth like me, you definitely, definitely want to have this. If you're a vegan, don't have this. Please don't. I highly recommend that you don't have this if you are vegan or even dairy-free for that matter. So... For this recipe, you would need about 3 tablespoons of butter, 1 14-ounce can of condensed milk. I actually sweeten condensed milk, otherwise your brigadeiros would be sour. And then 1 third of a cup of cocoa powder, just any normal cocoa powder you can find. Then 1 cup of chocolate sprinkles for decorating, that's kind of optional. So, for our steps, in a pan, you're going to melt the butter and then add the condensed milk. You're going to wait for about 10 to 15 minutes and then add the cocoa powder. You will see the mixture kind of start to pull away from the pan. That is okay. Don't be like, what is going on? This is actually very good. So, then you're going to take out the mixture and put it on a buttered plate. So, make sure that it is buttered. So, just take like a butter stick and butter a plate, a normal plate. Then you're going to refrigerate it and then roll it into balls, then cover it with sprinkles. Then you're going to be in chocolate heaven because you just eat it right away. It is an amazing recipe and I really think that you should try it. It is really good and it actually originated from Brazil. So it's an amazing recipe. I've, I've made a lot of Brazilian desserts. I've made a lot of desserts for that matter. Not one of them has actually been successful except this one. This one is super easy. If you're just like coming home from work and you're just like, I need something sweet. This is perfect for you. I mean, it's so easy to make. It is so good. And 
I mean, you might think that this is so fattening, and I agree it is. I've been talking about low sodium, and I've been telling you to put condensed milk into a pan and then eat it. So yeah, it is fattening, but it is very good. I don't recommend you make this recipe a lot, but... Well, you can make it if you want and don't eat all of it, but, like, it is super good. I highly recommend you try it because it's gonna, you're gonna love it. I just, all of these recipes, in fact, I mean, all these recipes were designed for people like you guys. I mean, I first started cooking when I was, like, 10 years old, and I just loved it. The first thing I cooked was actually Indian food. I'm from India, and... I just I just loved cooking. I thought it was really cool. So, me and my mom have been cooking in the kitchen ever since. I she lets me cook by myself. I do many things by myself. But one thing you need to make sure if you're a kid, you need to clean the dishes afterwards because a big part of cooking is actually cleaning too. So you need to clean those dishes. Anyway, thanks for listening to this podcast and please try these recipes at home. I mean, chicken piccata, pasta, ramen, brigaderos i mean i really suggest that you try these even if you're like a like an amateur amateur baker like you've never cooked something in your life before still make these this can be your first so you have just listened to the forkful cooking channel california's number one cooking podcast for beginners hosted by yush chabra thank you for listening what are you doing get cooking